The Morning Struggle podcast is brought to you by Blue Clover Therapy, a mental health counseling practice in Salt Lake City, Utah. Visit www.blueclovertherapy.com for more information. Blue Clover Therapy, because your mental health deserves a specialist. Welcome to the Morning Struggle Podcast, where we take habits of successful people and break them down one at a time into history, science, and action plan so you can implement them into your life and build a better you. Stay tuned. So we're we're planners, right? Yes, we are. We like to plan things. Yep, to a weird degree. To a weird degree. Yep. Like a long time out. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did not plan so well for our first day of skiing this year. I see. I don't remember it. Enlighten me on what we did. I mean, I'm sure it didn't go well. So we woke up. It was a Saturday, which is like the busiest day at the ski resort. Oh, and we yes, decided I do remember just, just show up, just wing it. Yeah. Cause we're the shepherds. Cause we, we don't wing things. And so we <laughs> said, Hey, why not wing something when it's really, really busy? Yeah. Let's do it. So we showed up and luckily we got a parking spot at least. We did get a parking spot. That was so. Kids we were, thought the day was going to start off yeah. nicely. Kids were a little whiny. Mm-hmm. We forgot to bring lunch, lunch or any type of snack or item, any type of snack item. And then when we got to the hill, we forgot that well, we didn't forget, but we hadn't gotten the pictures for our season passes. Right. So we had to wait in line. Yeah, for like three which hours, which took us forever hours. How, yeah, how many hours was it? I think it was just over just over an hour, like an hour and a half. Hour and 45 minutes. Uh, it had to be two hours. But a four-year-old, a five-year-old, and a seven-year-old waiting for an hour and a half. In ski gear. In ski gear. And the line yeah. was only like 30 feet long. Yeah. Like it, it, it just took a long it time. It just, you just st- stood there forever. Yeah. And so uh, by the time we got on the lift, it was after lunch mm-hmm. and no one had eaten. We did have cookies in our pocket. We had some cookies in our pocket. But we had pre-eaten them in the line. Yeah. It was terrible. It was really bad. So everybody cried. Everybody was whiny mom. and- Mom and dad were upset. Mm-hmm. So the next day we went back, we had planned. We had so many cookies. So we many cookies. We had a big old lunch. Big old lunch. Didn't yeah. have to wait in line. Nope. Parking spot right up front. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Same thing. Came, went right on the lift and had a great day skiing. Yeah, it was good. Okay. Well, so we're going to talk about the, the habit we're talking about today is planning out your year. Yes, a like, full I a year. Hard, I have a hard time planning out my day. But we're talking about planning out the entire year before it happens. Yes. Okay. Should we get into the history of calendars? Let's do it. Okay. Here it goes. This day in history. All right. So let's talk about what a calendar actually is. It's just a system of organizing units of time. It's magic. Magic. Mm -hmm. But usually it was done for like cultural uh, days, like holidays. Yeah. Or it was used for like planting and harvesting crops. Which would make sense. So you have like a calendar, you know, it's. March 21st, and that's Easter, and you plant this crop on that day. So um, they used to have like some kind of solar calendars and timekeeping things. Archaeologists think that there was a lot of uh, previous ones, like even like Neolithic and Mesolithic times. Um, what? But we'll, we'll just talk about a few of the kind of modern ones. Yeah, what so, we're going to be dealing with yeah. closer there's, now. There's essentially three types of calendars. There's a solar calendar, okay, which goes by the sun. Right. Makes sense, right? It's kind of what we use right now. There's a lunar calendar, which goes by the moon. And that's like the the Islamic calendar is a lunar calendar. Okay. The problem is the lunar calendar doesn't really line up with the seasons very well. 
Yeah. And yeah, it's very, very. And it doesn't line up with the solar through. calendar. Yeah. Right. So there's the um, there's the tropical year, which is defined as the mean interval between vernal equinoxes. Okay. You have a spring equinox, <laughs> which is your which is your in the spring. You have a fall right. equinox in the fall. We do right? rock fest during that time. Yeah. That's pretty much all I know That's about right. that. Days and nights are equal, mm-hmm. right? And so, um, a lot of these lunar calendars kind of get away from those equinoxes. Mm. Um, so then they also have to combine those two. They have something called a lunisolar calendar. Okay. And that's like where you follow a lunar calendar and then you throw in extra days, kind of like leap years or leap months All right. to essentially realign it with the seasons. Oh, that seems... And the, the Hebrew calendar, I believe, is is a, uh, is a lunisolar calendar. Oh. So... But anyway, uh, so oh, so it's a Chinese calendar. So let's talk about where kind of our calendar, the Gregorian calendar, came from. And back in the day, okay. in Italy. Of course, it came and, out of Italy. And Rome, mm-hmm. right? You've got the Julian calendar. And we're talking about like 45 BC. Oh. Julius Caesar came up with this this calendar. Okay. So they used so to- So stand by. So this, there's, Julius Caesar's just like- yeah, I don't like all the other calendars out there. I'm going to create my own calendar. So this is why. So they were using a, I believe like a lunar calendar and their days were, as the lunar calendar progresses, your days stop lining up with like harvest seasons and, and seasons. Right. Yeah. So Julius Caesar, to fix this, to push the calendar back into the the seasons, added 90 days. He oh. just straight up added 90 days to the calendar and it was mass confusion in, oh, I bet. in ancient Rome. So um, did he create his own day too? I feel like Caesar he should, also he probably should have Caesar day. Yeah, but but he he came up with a a calendar. So it went from lunar to a three hundred sixty five point two five day calendar. Okay, right, the, like kind of what we see now. Sure, but it didn't no longer lined up with the the lunar cycles. Um, and then they actually found out that. That the three hundred sixty five point two five wasn't exact. Then in the fifteen hundreds, mm-hmm. um, scholars were realizing that the actual day of Easter, because of this Julian calendar, yeah, wasn't exact. It was pushing Easter farther and farther away from the equinox. Oh, so they wanted Easter on the equinox, the spring equinox, right? Which is when the the days and the nights are equal to each other, and that's where bunnies are born. Yeah, but they were using March twenty first, and it what was that. But that's when bunnies are born. <laughs> that's that's, that's the, when the bunnies are born as well. Oh, is it? Like no, every bunny, every bunny gets born on on that day, <laughs> on, that day on the equinox. <laughs> but uh, so March twenty first is when they were using it, and it okay. kept getting farther and farther away from the spring equinox. Okay. So they they wondered why this would happen, and it's because that that leap year is not 100% exact. Oh, I mean, yeah, that'd make sense. Yeah. So the the reason is you actually have a, a leap year every four years. Right. Except for years that are exactly divisible by 100. Okay. And then years that are divisible by 400 can be leap years again. Wow. So that's that's a that's our leap year system. That's no idea. That's amazing. Yeah. But anyway, in the 1500s, Pope Gregory the 8th, I don't know if he commissioned this or he came up with this. Let's look real quick. Yeah, just a, co- a commission. He just reformed a commission okay. to consider this calendar and then it was 
it was implemented into like the British Empire in the oh, 1700s and uh-huh. we were part of the British Empire. Right. And that's where we used the Gregorian calendar. So hopefully we didn't lose everybody on the super boring history of calendars. I feel like it was pretty interesting. Yeah, it was pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, but how about we go into some more of the fun science stuff? Okay. There's this really cool big study that I found, Habits, a Repeat of Performance. And it goes into lots of different elements. But um, here, I'll just read my statement to this because this was kind of the summary of the summary of the summary. Um, And we're going to use it in other things too because it's really interesting. But uh, when things get busy, you rely on habits. Well, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Um, But the long-term picture makes you more likely to stay on task and more likely to fit more into your month. So yeah, you have higher behavior prediction, uh, higher pr- behavior change. So like if you're trying to change a specific behavior, you, you do it better if you have a plan, obviously. And then self-regulation, which I thought was really interesting. And the self-regulation specifically is significant in that you have about a 26% increase in self-regulation if you have a monthly plan. So you don't go off of your path. Like I want to eat better food or no cookies. No cookies. You might do that better if you have like that that health plan for the month or the year. Right. Because we get real... 26%? Yeah. If we get real impulsive if we don't actually know what we're doing for. Like if all of a sudden I'm just like, no soda. and But then I'm out with my friends at a fast food restaurant. Like it's very easy to impulsively buy a soda oh, unless I have sense. a goal. Which I mean totally makes sense, but I just think that was kind of interesting. Um, and then we have another study... And I don't, I feel like if you do a study, it's from the American uh, psycho- or, yeah, Psychologist Journal, um, Golwitzer. 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 Professor Golwitzer. Dr. Yeah. Golwitzer. Yeah, I feel like that's good. So y- you need to do things when you're most effective at it. And that's where this year planning comes in. Because like you and I, we, we fit a lot into a year. But it's never really planned. Right. Like 2018, we didn't we didn't publish a book from the what mental um disorder. health disorder book uh book series that we do. We didn't do a single book. Right. And we just didn't have time. I mean, we did other things and obviously we started a podcast and whatnot, but nowhere near what I probably would have wanted at a t- um 2018. So um, there, this is kind of a combination of stuff that I brought together. So Forbes and the Journal of Experimental Social Psychology, um, has multiple studies that they did here. So what month is good for, for what thing? So like, cool. like, like January cause cold is good for. So yeah, what? we're going to get talking about. Yeah. Well, kind of. So the psych, uh, psychologically where we're at during months typically and, um, what to plan during those times. So we're just going to run through the months and then um, discuss how like we're applying those things in our action plan. So, okay. So January is kind of a warm up time, if you will. People tend to be hungover. And I say that in quotes because you're not like literally hungover, but from the holidays in general, we're emotionally exhausted. We had to deal with our family. We had to buy a bunch of stuff we didn't want to buy. Um, so it is it's a really kind of a, a rough month, but people do tend to kind of get excited for the new year. Okay. So calendars obviously are getting sold at 
crazy high levels at this point. And it would make sense because we were like, oh, I'm going to get fit. And I'm going to eat healthy. And I'm we're gonna... doing our New Year's resolutions. Exactly. Which don't doesn't work. Don't okay, do it. Right, but, but that's kind of what typically is happening in January. February is the defeating month. Okay. Everything, your New, New Year's resolutions are have totally failed. The holiday bills arrive, all those credit card bills. And then um, like Valentine's Day Which is, is there. Yeah, you're either alone or you've got maybe a, an expectation of a, a date that just isn't quite gonna as happen. good as you thought. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Your husband's totally going to forget flowers. Your husband is amazing. That guy, he, he <laughs> Do you know him Valentine's on a person? Day. Does he? He forgets it most, most years. <laughs> I remind you. Yeah, it's true. But, and so, yeah, but I mean, but really though, if I had a high expectation of Valentine's Day and you forgot flowers, it might be devastating to me. That's true. Yeah. So, so February tends to be the, the defeating month. Luckily it's kind of short, but, um, March is good business time. It is a, a good time to release books or blogs or, uh, try something new or any of those things. March is the jam. And then every bunny is born on Easter. And so every bunny it's magical. Is, yeah, exactly. There's magic. There's chocolate. Um, so March is a really good time if you're going to be releasing things or, or starting some a new endeavor, um, just as far as like business-wise and, and personal-wise as well. Uh, April is taxes. So that's either really good or really bad. Right. People are buying vacations with their tax refund or they have to pay a bunch and can't pay their mortgage. Like it, it's... You know, it runs the gamut. Yeah, so it's it's kind of all over the place. May is an excitable month. Uh, most people start to plan and spend more money on a personal level, so we feel less regret as far as not regret. Regret's not the word. Um, uh, social obligation, like around the holidays, is to purchase something, and it doesn't. Sometimes it's not about the actual thought of the gift. Sometimes it's just getting a gift for mm-hmm. them to to un unwrap but with may when we're spending money it tends to be exciting vacations uh personal items and so it tends to be a good time if like let's say that you have like an etsy shop or you i don't know sell a product of some kind that would be a good time to get people excited about it um june is stable and generally happy month it's the beginning of the summer obviously so everybody's pretty good uh, July is the lowest emotional stresses. Because it's July. It's you July. Got your barbecues and school's out. It's it's usually really hot. I was thinking that maybe like for the 4th of July or like in Utah, we have the 24th of July. Like that's a lot of maybe social interaction and people tend to increase stress. But with like those kind of holidays, you're doing it with people that you want to spend time with it's probably more family oriented or friend oriented than family yeah it's more friend than family obligation oriented right because you just don't go to the barbecue right right so um so i can see why july is the lowest amount of emotional stress um so if you're going to land something on somebody july is the time to do it uh august is preparing and excitement about coming back to a regular schedule okay but you gotta think i mean that's school shopping and all of that. So, I mean, there is there is money spending in there and, and money stresses, but it tends to be kind of excited for this these new goals, these new achievements. It's it's kind of an excitable month. September stress levels start to rise again, and you got to think now we're actually in school, not this um, glowing silver version of school right. or a new job or I don't know all the things that people are doing in September. 
October, people stop collaborating, which I thought was really interesting. Like, are they prepping for winter for the old hibernation? I mean, I'm not exactly sure, but it, it was kind of interesting that people specifically stop interacting with each other in in productive ways and they start to kind of scramble a little bit which would would that would make sense for like preparing for winter but the collaboration piece is really interesting they they see this on a regular basis october if you are working on a project with people that's when people start to alienate themselves oh interesting so if you want to be successful in october you got to come together and collaborate you really got to push people to to get together to really come come back together uh november Emotional stress levels rise, obviously. We start having lots of um, unwanted family interactions. Well, you're back in the holiday routine. You got it. Yeah. And and you become less productive in general. Yeah. Yeah. I think we have a whole week that is totally bunked out from, you know, Thanksgiving. And then to try to get back into that, back into routines. Um, I know as a mother, I want everyone really close to me. And and I'm I I just try to embrace that, and I appreciate you letting me embrace that. But like I want everyone close to me, and so stress levels get really high if people are just doing what they're normally doing. Okay. You know, because you go to the fire station for two days, right, uh, at a time. And so. we have holiday routine. Yeah. Sometimes we're usually busy. <laughs> I know you guys are always busy, and then December is obviously it's spending money that you don't want to spend or can't afford. So people will max themselves out. And so emotional stress is very, very high and, and the highest throughout the entire year. Okay. So that's the science behind calendars. Yep. Okay. Let's go to let's go to coffee and then let's talk about how people can actually implement this into a habit. I like it. I drink Pots and pots and pots and pots of strong black coffee Trying to keep my sleepy soul awake But the sleepiness still comes along And when it does, it's fast and strong I end up with a bad case of the shakes So what coffee are we reviewing today? Oh, it's a decaf of some kind the old decaf. Yeah, which I don't know why you're now on this kick. Tell me why you're on this kick of decaf, because this is... Well, we drink... I I drink a lot of coffee. Yeah. And then my caffeine intake starts to get a little bit uh, extravagant, we'll say. Um, I like that word for caffeine. Yeah, because I, I don't want to say, you know, gluttonous or anything. It's <laughs> extravagant. Um, But so every once in a while, I say that I'm going to get off coffee. I said, I'm going to... No more caffeine for me. I'm getting off coffee, and right. it usually lasts like two days. And then I'm right back, right back into drinking coffee in the morning and coffee in the midday. Right. So I decided this time we're going to ease out of it slowly to get a little bit of a, a purge of our system. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to start with decaf. Right. So we have Costco brand, which is Kirkland's. Oh, is it Kirkland? That- yeah. Kirkland oh. coffee, signature coffee or whatever. And it's the decaf house blend. Okay. And it's actually brewed by or, or um, not, not brewed, but roasted by Starbucks. So anyway, so decaf. Decaf, people don't really like the flavor usually. It doesn't give you that caffeine kick. See, I didn't notice. We didn't notice a thing. No. I, I mean, obviously, you don't have the caffeine kick, which is, I mean, kind of the reason that you drink coffee. But right. it's, you know, other than that, you wouldn't be it, able to tell. The, the, the beans were, were roasted well. Mm-hmm. It was fresh. Like, I was really, I'm really impressed with Kirkland brand coffee. Yeah, because I've had some really bad decafs in my yeah. day. Yeah. yeah, so this this is good. I'm going to give it a four out of five on the taste. Oh. Which for a decaf coffee is amazing. Yeah, because decaf doesn't, 
The and the is it priced okay? Yeah, it's priced amazing because it, it's Costco. Yeah. So you're gonna get things in bulk. So you get like a two pound bag for like thirteen bucks, something like that. Okay. So for decaf, that's good. Yeah, and then so the I'm company values. It, it's kind of nice that it's Starbucks roasts them. Yeah, and so Starbucks, you know, they're they're the same thing we talked about last time. They're they're really into a sustainable model. They really do have a lot of of charity programs. They help their their coffee bean growers. Yeah, Starbucks, they would. Starbucks takes a lot of steps to ensure that they're socially responsible. Yeah. So we're gonna. I'm gonna give them a four and a half on price. I'm gonna give them a four and a half on our um, our social social cultural category. So what what is it? What That's was that? thirteen. Divided by three. Hmm. Thirteen divided by three. One hundred and eight. You know I don't do math. It's okay. But just, just so you know, the Kirkland brand coffee, whether it's decaf or not, is, is very, very good. And uh, and the decaf. And then try the try the caffeine kick. You will not be happy. You will be off your game for a week or two. It really depends on how much coffee you're consuming. Because I don't drink as much coffee as you do. That's true. And I don't, I mean. I just, ha- I haven't felt like myself the last few days. You were so So tired and cranky yesterday. and just off. All right, let's go into the action plan how to plan out an entire year let's do it let's hope you make the most of it my boy all right so there's a lot of steps to this one and you know i consulted with you about how many steps this should have but you can't really take any of these out because we're trying to just easily implement these habits into our life or simplify them so we can implement them yeah but i mean like the the task of planning out an entire year will probably take you this entire week Right. And it has for me. So um, I'm, you kind of have to go through all these steps to kind of understand where you actually want to go to make it effective for the full year. So the first thing we want to do is we want to reflect on the last year. So the things that you did, the things that you didn't do, the things that you felt weren't productive, the things that you did feel were productive, um, and make sure to plan those within your calendar. And what I did, I actually took a separate piece of paper because I really like my calendars and I want to... I need to get a pencil though, because I, yeah, I wrote, you, you want them neat. Yeah, you want them to be, because I want to be able to erase it. But there's certain things that are really concrete that I can write in pen. But that's my own thing. Um, but so I put it in a, a different piece of paper about the kind of the things like our boat, um, boating season when that is, when skiing season is, and and those things. So you write down. You so you you do a, an honest self assessment of what you did this year, and then you say, take the things that are like concrete, you pull them out. Mm-hmm. You take the things that weren't very productive by a pencil, and then you make sure that you avoid those. Or, yeah, or you go, you make, create steps to make sure it doesn't happen in the future. Right, okay. like like this year for Christmas, we actually got everything done in a really good time span. Right. Whereas last year, we um, were we down to the wire. Yeah, we were down to the wire. So so this year was significantly better. So I would much rather plan it mid November um, than December one. So uh, things like that. Uh, the big vision that you have in mind, and and you are really good at this. Like last night, we were talking about retirement and yeah, one we five our one year plan or five year plan or ten year plan mm-hmm. or twenty year plan. Right, and I I do not do that naturally, which is funny because I do plan all the time about everything, yeah. but things that far in the future I really struggle with. But you do need to know where you want to be a year from now. Right, it's impossible to plan an entire year out if you have no idea where you actually want to be a year from now. Right. Or even 20 years from now, because you're, right. you're building on a bigger goal. 
And so it, it, it is helpful. So if, if you're not naturally good at it, maybe find someone who is and have them walk you through that process. And like you like gave me one or a friend or something like that. Yeah. And like you gave me yes and no questions to answer instead right. of like, where do you want to retire? And I'm like, um, here or there, or I have no idea, but it's like, do you want to do A, B, and C? I'm like, right. yes, no, yes. So it made it a little easier for me um, because like you are never in the moment. Right. I'm always in the future. Yeah. So so I would hope that I am good for you in that, that you are more here. Right. Because I don't plan out my year. I just know where I want to be at the end of the year, five years, 10 years, 20 years. But then I have a hard time doing what you do, which mm-hmm. is planning that day-to-day incremental steps to get there. Yeah. So I'm a dreamer. You're Some a dreamer. Some say I'm a dreamer, <laughs> but I'm not the only one. It's <laughs> Lyric quotes. Lyric quotes. All right, keep going. So so I think in that way we complement each other, but you kind of need to have both. Cool? Cool. So um, then you need to get a calendar and write down specific expectations of the month. And, and Wait, those, a Gregorian calendar? <laughs> just a plain old calendar you get at like Target. Could I don't a Chinese know. calendar? I don't know. I don't, I don't know what, I don't whatever know your cycle business. you're on. Um, Sorry, keep going. If you're planning on releasing something in December, let's say that you have a specific um, Christmas um, quilt that you are going to show the world, right? And sell. Um, You should not be planning that release in December. Right. Or November. You should be planning probably in the summertime. Okay. So, and that's where the calendar comes in because you know, you write down release Christmas quilt Mm -hmm. on December 1. It takes four months to, to, prep those Christmas quilts. Right. So, you know, I'm going to get that done in uh, beginning of August. Right. And and so I write these things down and then specifically why I want to do those things. So like the Blue Clover Journal is not a, um, it, I'm not going to get any profit from that. Right. It so is, it's a marketing and public service kind of magazine. Yeah. Like I want to spread awareness in a format that people can carry around with them. And it also lets people know that blue clover therapy exists, but I am not going to have people pay for it. Right. So, so therefore like I, I have my goal and I know why I'm doing it. And so when you're knee deep in the, in the action of it, you don't lose what the end game is. Um, because you know, there's plenty of times where you're in it and you're like, I need this to be successful. It's like, well, technically I don't, this is a marketing thing. Right. So I just need to like get enough copies and have them look halfway decent. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So, so there's that. Um, let's see. Ooh. And then map everything down on your calendar about, um, knowing that you need to anticipate other things. So anytime you're going to release something or start something new, it's four months in advance. So if you... We go back to that Christmas quilt. Going back to the Christmas quilt. Or even like like holiday shopping or parties, big big extravagant parties mm-hmm. or whatever. You need four months prior to start planning for that. Right. And even if it's just thinking about it, like right. who's going to be there, getting general numbers, that kind of thing. You, don't, you never really know who's going to come to your party. Yeah. But that reduces stress, right? Oh, absolutely. Okay. And then have specific objectives, black and white objectives for each uh, month. Okay. That you're going to do it. And, it. and if it's a big one. Like the journal, for instance, um, we need a map out based on the week. So we start at the year, we get our, our goal for the year, and then we start doing objectives by the month so we can plan in advance for those objectives for mm-hmm. the month. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we just want to make sure that we know exactly uh, where we're going. And then you get started with that. 
And December is actually a pretty good time to map all of this out because you got January 1. Right. And it's a new year. But you can start it at any given point. You can be, you know, in February and be like, what did I do? And then just plan February to February. Okay. That's probably you... easier to use the calendar year. Sure. But, you know. Okay. Whatever you're doing. Um, and then you need to put your calendar in a place that you can revisit it at least once a day. Okay. And um, you need to... Uh, yeah, and, and at least once a month, you need to review the entire month and, and probably a few months ahead so okay. you know where you're going. And then if those those uh, goals and objectives still line up with what you want to do. Okay, perfect. So are, is that the action plan? Yeah, that is the, the action plan. So let's so, review them real quick for everybody. Yep. So you find your, you do your like 1, 5, 10, 20 year goals. Well, so first so you, you want to, yeah, yeah. So you know where you're gonna, you want to go. Right. Then you do your year in review. Which yep. is which is what happened last year, right? Reflect on the year. Reflect on the year. Then you take all the the stuff you are like concrete. You need to redo or or put into place. You put pull those out. All the stuff that you lacked in, you figure out solutions for by either eliminating or fixing. Right. Right. And you put that into your calendar. Yes. Right. Yep. And then you take um, monthly objectives, and you add monthly objectives. Right. Right. Well, because you're, yeah, you're putting those big ones into the calendar and then you're putting like, um, like goals of the year. What do you want to release things into the calendar? And then you're also putting like predictable things like, um, Valentine's day, Christmas, stuff like that. Things that you want to try to do also in the calendar. Okay. And then you go into your monthly objectives Yeah. and you write in your monthly objectives for the calendar. Mm -hmm. And then you put that calendar on a wall in your kitchen or, in your bedroom, your bathroom, or wherever you're going to see it every single day. Right. Like I'm going to put it in my closet. In your closet. And you're going to review that um, on a daily basis? Yes, on a daily basis. And and I have like a sister sheet that goes with like my goals that I want to achieve with why. And then you're, and then you gotta why, know why. why you're achieving these goals. Yep. So go out, get a calendar. Start big calendar. Big, oh, I have so huge, many calendars. Year calendar and plan out your entire year. Mm-hmm. All right. And then go out and build a better you. Yeah. All right. Thanks for joining. Thank you.